Mackenzie Johnston with Cattle News Central, bringing you your April 8th cattle industry headlines. Brought to you by AgRisk Advisors. They provide risk management programs to livestock producers all across the West. Whether you are concerned about price or weather risk, AgRisk Advisors, they are here to help. With current day market fluctuations, you and I both know there is nothing more important than locking in a price floor on your cattle. So if you would like to learn more about an LRP, go ahead and reach out to an advisor today. Also sponsored by American Beef Producer Magazine. They offer in-depth articles on a wide variety of topics within our industry. They feature award-winning photography and so much more within their publication. If you have not already done so, I encourage everyone to check out their latest issue, their April issue. All you got to do is click on the American Beef Producer link above in the caption, and that is going to take you over to their Facebook page where you can do just that. American Beef Producer Magazine, guiding beef producers for over 25 years. And finally, 4T Ag Insurance, your go-to contractor for ag insurance. The folks at 4T Ag are dedicated to are dedicated to providing you with insight, information, and alternative risk solutions that are custom fitted to your business or personal needs. They offer both crop and drought insurance, and they also offer LRPs for both fed and feeder cattle. For more information, head on over to their website, www.4tag.net. That is the number 4tag.net. So according to the Daily Livestock Report, thanks to the spike in prices at the beginning of this year, beef exports slowed in February compared to January. Beef exports to China hit the brakes in February with only 14,347 metric tons, down from approximately 16,000 metric tons in January. But with that being said, export volumes were still 80% higher than what we saw last year in the month of February. China wasn't the only country to cut U.S. beef imports. Japan's imports of U.S. beef decreased to 18,319 metric tons, down 11% year over year in February. And then in South Korea, they only imported 18,337 metric tons of U.S. beef, and that was down a whopping 20% compared to last year. The good news is exports to a number of smaller markets, they were higher in February, and total exports for the month were 1.4% above what we saw last year. Exports are expected to rebound in March based on weekly shipments. They should be somewhere between 10 to 12% higher than last year. Grovers has reported that on Thursday, U.S. House Representatives Vicki Hartzler, a Republican from Missouri, and Jimmy Panetta, a Democrat from California, introduced the Amplifying Processing of Livestock, Livestock Act. That is also known as the A-plus Act. If passed, this bill would amend the Packers and Stockyards Act to allow livestock markets to own, invest in, or manage small to medium-sized processing facilities with a slaughter capacity of less than 2,000 head per day or less than 700,000 head per year. The bill would hopefully, uh, it would hopefully boost processing capacity and alleviate key challenges when it comes to cattle marketing. NCBA, They have endorsed this bill. According to NCBA Senior Director of Government Affairs, Tanner Beimer, the meatpacking sector continues to be a bottleneck in the cattle and beef supply chain. This bill has the potential to open more small to medium-sized processing facilities that would increase opportunities for producers to market their cattle and help balance leverage in pricing negotiations. 
Grovers has also reported that Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa, he was featured on AgriTalk, hosted by Chip Flory on Thursday, when he mentioned that he is confident the Senate Ag Committee will conduct a hearing on the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act of 2022. This piece of legislation, as we all know, it was introduced last week at last week after being revamped from its original version that was introduced in November of 2021. And as everyone knows, also, it is commonly known as the Grassley-Fisher Compromise Bill. Grassley believes this bill is gaining support among his Senate colleagues. While speaking with Flory, he said that he had just had a conversation with two South Dakota senators regarding the bill within the last 15 minutes, and he believes that they're ready to come on board. Senator Rounds, a Republican from South Dakota, wanted three or four different changes made to the bill, and his asks, they were accommodated. So Grassley believes he'll soon be on board with the bill, and hopefully John Thune, also a Republican from South Dakota, will follow and back the bill. Grassley went on to say that the changes made in this reintroduced bill, they were not drastic. They were more, uh, they were more or less technical changes to accommodate requests from the USDA in order to enable enforcement of this bill if it does become law. Lori closed by asking if, uh, he was, he asked about the possibility of MCOOL being reinstated in Congress, and Grassley replied that it is a possibility that American people deserve to know where their beef comes from. Drovers has also reported uh, that a study conducted by Iowa State University and Decision Innovation Solutions has found that continued demand for non-GMO genetically modified uh, feed for livestock will increase greenhouse gas emissions on farms and raise consumer prices for meat, milk, and eggs. The study discovered that beef cutout prices, they would increase by 4%, per, 4 cents per pound, Pork would increase by 64 cents per pound uh, if those animals were fed a, dial, a diet of only non-GMO grains. Furthermore, the price of a dozen eggs would increase 24 cents, chicken would increase 25 cents per pound, and milk would increase 8 cents per gallon. According to Lara Moody, Executive Director of the Institute for Feed Education and Research, and that is the organization that, that released the results from this study, the research has proven that when you limit the use of safe, proven technologies like GM crops, the costs for both the environment and consumers can possibly increase. And finally, Drovers has reported that during the final week of March, average cattle feeding margins exceeded $206 per head, according to the Sterling Beef Profit Tracker. This average was $28 a head higher than the week before and $56, $56 per head higher than the same week a year ago. Packer margins for the final week of March were $285 a head, up $12 from the week before, but they were down $203 per head for the same week back in 2021. That is all I have for you guys this morning. That is it for this week. I hope you all have had a good week. It looks like the weather is going to level out this weekend. Hopefully, uh, winds are going to die down a little bit. It is going to be, it's going to be nice. Very nice. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you next week.